Up next is a daily devotional by Pastor Tim Dodson, pastor of Believer's Church in Menominee, Wisconsin. Subscribe to our podcast by visiting burningdogradio.com and clicking on subscribe. Thanks for listening to Burning Dog Radio. Today we're in John, Gospel of John, chapter 12, verses 20 through 26, and we've been there for a few days. And we've been discussing the issue of judgment, making judgment, righteous judgment towards situations and people around us, when that's appropriate, when it's not uh, appropriately. And we talked about how in doing so, our lives need to be glorifying God. And in this passage, a very important passage in scripture, we're going to go on now because Jesus went on in his thinking here. And he does so by spelling out for these folks that were in attendance that day, those who came searching for Jesus, as as well as actually all those who have followed since and claiming also to be searching for Jesus. And he says this, verse 24, Most certainly I tell you, unless a grain of wheat falls into the ground and dies, it remains by itself alone. But if it dies, it bears much fruit. And then verse 25 going on, he says, He who loves his life will lose it, but he who hates his life in this world will keep it to eternal life. So certainly we can see that Jesus was firstly referring to himself and his coming physical death. His death indeed produced a harvest, if you will, that has fed the world for centuries. But we know that one of the great principles of the New Testament is that we are to be like him. A life of overt humility, a life of simple living, one focused upon furthering the kingdom of God and embracing his attitudes, character, priorities, his obedience, his passions. Philippians 2.5 says, Your attitude should be the same as that of Christ Jesus. Amen. And then Romans 8.29, the New Living says, For God knew his people in advance, And he chose them to be like his son, so that his son would be the firstborn among many brothers and sisters. So you see, the same applies to us as T.G. Raglan uh, put it. He said this, quote, If we refuse to be corns of wheat, falling into the ground and dying, if we will neither sacrifice prospect nor risk character and property and health, nor when we are called, relinquish home and break family ties for Christ's sake, then we shall abide alone. But if we wish to be fruitful, we must follow our blessed Lord himself by becoming a corn of wheat and dying. Then we shall bring forth much fruit." Let's be truthful. That doesn't happen overnight. Paul says uh, in Ephesians 4.15, Uh, in the message puts it this way God wants us to grow up like Christ in everything and you know it takes time to grow up doesn't it it's a process it's not an event but unfortunately some Christians as they grow older they never seem to grow up they stop along the way and that's as far as they go the Bible says of such folks Romans 8 17 We go through exactly what Christ goes through. 
So we need to remember that. We go through exactly what Christ goes through. We learn to become like Christ as we go through similar kinds of life experiences that he went through. Now notice how Jesus responded to trouble. In Mark 14, 36, he says, Abba, Father, all things are possible to you. Please remove this cup from me. However, not what I desire, but what you desire. Quote. So if we're going to become like Jesus, this is the first lesson we need to learn, and that is to trust in God and his decisions, even those concerning you and I. Now, don't get me wrong. It's all right to say to God, God, I don't like this. Take it away. I mean, it's not like he doesn't know that already. But we also need to be like Christ when he says, Father, your will be done. We need to be able to say to God, I want whatever fulfills your purpose in my life. And the beginning, the middle, and the end of this journey is the dying to self. Now, admittedly, we may not be totally dead today. But are you dying? Are you the dead man walking? Are you as good as dead? Romans 6.11 says, Likewise, reckon yourselves to be dead. Luke 9, verses 23 and 24 says, Then he said to them all, If anyone would come after me, he must deny himself, take up his cross daily, and follow me. For whoever wants to save his life will lose it, but whoever loses his life will save it. So here's a, a, a picture, if you will, of a man already condemned, but a man yet still required to carry the beam of his own cross to the place of execution. Now, we may not get that picture today simply, but disciples from Galilee knew what this meant. I mean, for Hundreds of men had been executed by this methodology in their religion, in their region. Galatians 5 verse 24 in the ASV says, You cannot belong to Christ Jesus unless you crucify all self-indulgent passions and desires. Let's read that again. You cannot belong to Christ unless you crucify all self-indulgent passions and desires. A.W. Tozer once quipped, among the plastic saints of our times, Jesus has to do all the dying, and all we want to hear is another sermon about his dying. T. Austin Sparks, speaking of the position of the truly born again, says this, We have not to die. We are dead. What we have to do is accept our death in baptism. We simply step in there and say, that position which God has settled with reference to me is the one which I now accept, and I testify here in this way to the fact that I have accepted God's position for me, namely, that in the cross I have been brought to an end. The unalterable basis of an open heaven is a grave, and a crisis at which you come to an end of your own self-life. It is the crisis of real experiential identification with Christ in his death." End quote. You know, there's a very short characteristic that goes along with death, and that is death is permanent. That's why Christ in the scriptures uses this emphatic word when describing this commitment. He could have used any word, but he didn't. It uses the word death. 
die. We must die to ourselves. Now, of course, those of us that are reborn will indeed arise to live eternally with God. Romans 6, 5 through 7 says, For if we have become united with him in the likeness of his death, we will also be a part of his resurrection, knowing this, that our old man was crucified with him and that the body of sin might be done away with, so that we might no longer be in bondage to sin, for he who has died has been freed from sin. But you know, the fact remains, when you are dead in this world, you aren't coming back. If you do, well, you weren't really dead at all then, were you? Christ says, give me all. Sort of, I don't want so much of your time and so much of your money and so much of your work. I want you, he says. He says, I've not come to torment your natural self. I've come to kill it. He says, no half measures are any good. I don't want to cut off a branch here and a branch there. I want to have the whole tree down. He says, I don't want to drill the tooth or crown it or stop it, but to have it out. He says, hand over the whole natural self, all the desires which you think innocent as well as the ones you think wicked, the whole outfit. He says, I will give you a new self instead. In fact, I will give you myself, my own will shall become yours. So imagine yourself today as a a house, a, a living house. Now, God comes in to rebuild that house, okay? At first, perhaps you can understand what he's doing. I mean, he, he's getting the drains right, he's stopping the leaks in the roof and so on, and, and you know that those jobs need to be done, so you're not surprised. But then, you know, somewhere along the way, he starts knocking the house about in a way that hurts quite terribly and it doesn't seem to make any sense to you and you can't help but step back and go what on earth is he up to and the explanation is that he is building quite a different house from the one you thought of I mean he throws out a new wing here and puts on an extra floor there he runs up some towers and he makes some courtyards because you thought you were going to be made into well a decent little cottage but you know what he's rather building a palace And why shouldn't he, if in fact he intends to come and live in it himself? This is salvation, gang. So are you saved? Romans 3.11 says, I am coming quickly. Hold firmly that which you have, so that no one takes your crown. Luke 6.47-49 Everyone who comes to me and hears my words and does them, I will show you who he is like. He's like a man building a house who dug and went deep and laid a foundation on the rock. And when the floods rose and the stream broke against that house and could not shake it because it was founded on the rock. But he who hears and doesn't do is like a man who built a house on the earth without a foundation against which the stream broke and immediately it fell and the ruin of that house was great. And lastly, Acts 20 verse 24 says, But these things don't count. Nor do I hold my life dear to myself, so that I may finish my race with joy. In the ministry which I received from the Lord Jesus, to fully testify to the good news of the grace of God. That was our daily devotions by Pastor Tim Dodson. To learn more about Tim Dodson or Believer's Church, visit jfbelievers.com.